All right, fellas, time for another Titans Talk. I'm really excited all day to record this, and this afternoon, bad news hits. Um, less exciting to talk about bad news today. John? Oh, yeah, you know, no, it's definitely not good news. Taylor Luan, we all know about it. He, you know, got ahead of the storm, and doesn't matter. It looks like he's heading for a four-game suspension. The first four games could be pretty rough for Mariota. Every real NFL fan knows, not just Titans fans, knows the importance of this season for the future of our roster, for the future of this team, and uh, got a little more murky today. You never know what can happen, but the first thing you mentioned, Landon, is right, depth at a position that we hoped would play better, hope would be reinforced, but for free agency in the draft, and this guy um, really uh, makes it tough. Our first four games... Uh, we're going to need a good, solid uh, offensive lineman. We are now walking a tightrope without a net. We have any injuries in training camp, anything like that, it's going to be tough, and it might be difficult anyway. Uh, I'm sure you guys have heard everyone talking, um, national, local media, about um, the first four games, and we'll be playing uh, you know, the Browns, we'll be playing the Colts. Teams with a good defensive line, pretty much everyone in the NFL does now, but it's uh, it's just just tough, right? Just to just to take this Taylor Luan, of course, expected to be suspended uh, four games, um, uh, tested positive for a substance that, um, yeah, you can get at a local vitamin store, but is not on the NFL's approved supplement list. I don't understand, fellas, how you would take anything off that list. He obviously has his own trainer, you know. Yeah, we've talked on this podcast before. We don't really hit people really hard. We don't really – it's lame for guys who don't play to criticize guys that do. But I question the guy's maturity. Um, systematically, a lot of things that uh, Michigan made you question more than that. The guy hasn't been in any uh, you know trouble off the field here. But um, last year's issue during the um, Redskins game, I took issue with his uh, behavior towards Josh Norman – Obviously, the boss hog thing I took differently, uh, not a joke. It just seems like a lack of tact or maybe a lack of maturity. And for me, my take, guy, guys, is you have to understand when you have that contract and you're a quote-unquote leader on this team and you're easily one of the three best players on this team, you have to understand how important it is for you to be out there when you can, when you're healthy. And if you're taking four supplements that are not approved by the NFL's long list of things that are, I know everybody wants an edge. I know everybody has a trainer who thinks this is the next big thing or that. It's not worth it. This guy's going to lose $4 million if he's out all four games. This guy's going to lose four games when we need him, probably most. Everyone knows about the start of an NFL season and how, I mean, they only play 16 regular season games, how incredibly important every game is. That's a quarter of the season. And just by not having the maturity to think, hey, you know, i got to be responsible. I can't do this. I can't let somebody talk me into this. I can't whatever. It's like, yeah, I mean, he he obviously thinks it's important that this, um, this test he's taking that he wasn't aware. That's not the point for me, guys. The point for me is, you know, it wasn't on the NFL's approved list. You took it anyways. You have a responsibility to this team, and you're not going to be there. And that's extremely disappointing. You don't see anybody else that is a top-paid, quote-unquote, leader on this team or any other NFL team. I don't want to jinx anybody. You don't see them getting this suspension because they know better. That's my take, fellas. Maybe it's harsh, but what do do you think, Landon? 
I just think it's so frustrating because what what you can say about his maturity and how ser- how seriously or the lack of seriousness. He's a veteran. He's a leader on this team. He's on his second contract. For a minute, he was the highest paid tackle in the league. If any guy is to know better, he's got to know better. It's not like he's some young guy that got roped into things he doesn't understand. He's He's been through it all. He knows what's up. He's getting paid, and he still risks it all, and he gets caught. And now we're just in trouble. And it's frustrating because you can't plan for this. You can build up death in the case of a chance injury, but you don't go into the offseason going, yeah, our star tackle is going to get himself suspended four games. Let's get ourselves some depth. So I'm just frustrated with his decision-making. I completely understand, and I agree with you both. The good news is it's not official yet. He is not officially suspended. He can, When he is suspended, if he gets suspended, whatever it might be, he can appeal. And like you guys have talked about, we do have some serious depth. Um, you know, in the past, Dennis Kelly has stepped in for Taylor Luan and really hasn't missed a beat. So that is where I'm encouraged. I am discouraged about Taylor Luan's situation for all the reasons that you guys mentioned. It is a lack of maturity. Um, whether he wants to say that he know he, he he didn't know he was taking that substance, it was mixed in with something else. I'm not sure. Whatever that comes out to be, um, but I agree 100 percent as. Uh, you know, a premier left tackle in this league and a veteran in this league, you have to understand what's in your body at all times. There's no excuse for having a banned substance in your body. And uh, the other, you know, the other side of that coin is a lot of people say that the NFL is too tough on all these supplements. And, you know, when you can get, you know, suspended for, uh, a substance that has nothing to do with athletic performance. Uh, I'm not talking about marijuana or anything like that, but when you're taking an actual suppu- supplement or something to aid recovery, it's just, I do think sometimes it's a little, a little harsh. And I mean, like Nathan, you mentioned this Osterine, you can, you can buy it at, pro- at like a GNC, you can order it on Amazon. I mean, I think the NFL and the click and and through the, a, a new CBA or whatever they get to, I think they have to be a little bit more clear, specifically, uh, you know, on, you know, their policy with, um, you know, performance enhancing drugs and, you know, I, I'm I'm not saying Taylor One didn't know it was a banned substance, but, um, I, I think you know it. it there's some there's some ground to be covered by by both sides uh, with this thing. Yeah, I think he's trying to make that the point. Like, well, mm-hmm. I didn't know. Well, the point is, it wasn't on the approved list, right? And we need you. I mean, that's this is <laughs> right. really and yeah. With thank goodness for Dennis <clears throat> Kelly. Talk about uh, need. Uh, I want to bring up this point because you said it, it clicked with me before. Our first game against the Brown is against the Browns, and we won't have Taylor Luan. And they now possess one player that I hate more than anybody, Olivier Vernon. I swear to God, if he touches Marcus's leg, I'm going to run on the field and I'm going to put it into it. You're going all yeah, the way up to Cleveland. I'm going to I'm going to take care of him. <laughs> Man, it, it is very frustrating. And uh, Dennis Kelly played a, almost an entire game last year when Taylor Lewan was just, was kicked out of the game early. So uh, we know, like you said, uh, he's capable, but it just goes to show you he is because of Luan's um, antics. 
antics and lack of maturity, which I think he gets mostly a pass for. Um, we're going to wind it up on this. I know we don't talk about this in the entire episode, and we have really good news that just broke that we'll talk about. But um, I didn't like the the Instagram video. I didn't like the uh, Twitter video. Um, the crying, uh, it just did not ring true to me. You don't want to judge a man's heart or whatever, but I, he's just getting out of it, and it just did not – it just wasn't leader-esque to me. So I'll leave it at that. Um he can do like I've had to do in my life, and anybody does. They make mistakes. I've probably done way dumber stuff and let more people uh, down uh, than he has by letting his locker room down today. I want to see him come back, and I want to be in shape. I want to be ready because I do think he'll serve the entire four games. I think he's getting out in front of it because that B sample is going to come back positive, and they take an extremely hard line on this stuff because they do publish a list, and so I think he will be out all four games, but hopefully not. Guys, great news. Fired. Extension. <laughs> Just saw it come through. That's incredible. $31 million in guarantees. I like that for the team. Five years, $70.5 million. Landon, you've talked a lot about uh, predicting this, when this is going to happen. This lets him go to camp. This uh, lets him know uh, that his um, future is secure. This team wants him here. I'm very impressed. Uh, talked a little bit about this, Landon, and if this kind of measures up money-wise kind of what you thought he was going to get. Well, I really like it because now he's the highest paid safety in the in the game. He passed Lane Collins, who signed earlier this offseason. As much as I think Lane Collins is a good player, I think Bayard is much better overall, especially in the passing game, which is where safeties are a lot more valuable. And it's and it's five years, seventy million, essentially two years guaranteed and a bit more. So I I really like this deal because Obviously, $14 million is a lot for a safety, but Kevin Byard is a really good safety, and you've got to pay to keep your talent along. And it looks like he's become one of the cornerstones of our defense. So I I like this deal. I didn't even know it happened until you guys just mentioned it. Yeah, it just got, it just got released um, minutes ago. I just got a ticker on my computer. But, yeah, I, I agree, Landon. I mean, it's I think it's a really great thing to get him locked up. And... All of you listening out there, I mean, you know, the Titans traditionally we <laughs> we we don't get these big contracts. We don't get to keep these players on these these big deals. So the fact that you know we now for the second year, a second season in a row, have made a, a, an offer, and you know we've we've agreed to terms with a player to make them the highest paid of the position at that time. So last year it was Luan. Luan. This year it's Kevin Byard. Um, you know, we have we are starting to get those premier players and we are starting to keep them and we're starting to to offer those contracts, which is something that our franchise just historically hasn't really done. Um right, for two reasons. Yeah, I'm I'm encouraged. Right, for two reasons. Number one, um we're drafting guys good enough to resign on a second contract. And number two, um they're willing to spend the money. So I agree, John. Uh well said that uh, we're putting our money where our mouth is. This guy, 31 in guarantees, uh, kind of protects them from injury or if he were to somehow fall off a cliff, the guy it will be 26 next month. Five years, 31. A lot of good safeties play uh, to that age. I think that is an excellent deal for the Titans because they'll be done after just over two years with the guaranteed money. Good for them, and he gets paid. I want to see him uh, earn every dollar of this contract, and I, and I think the Titans do too. Um, Landon Collins, when he was a, uh, unrestricted free agent, got 44 and a half million guaranteed. 
So you tell me who got a good deal. I know that's a lot of money, more than I'll ever make uh, in a lifetime. But uh, in context, it's a pretty good deal. Yeah, uh, Landon, you make a good point. Um, Landon Collins, you watch him play. He's he's a really good safety. He's a good hitter, though. He's a good box safety. We know we watch every play. Kevin Byard is a good balance safety, and I think he has room to get even better. Yeah, so to me it looks like we got the better player on the better contract, so what's not to like? Yeah, I, I heard him on the podcast um, – the Titans do uh, last weekend. He's a really positive guy. His uh, wife is expecting and loves being here in Nashville. Man, you just kind of, when you hear him talk um, on a podcast, it's, you get the idea that this is a leader, a good locker room guy, positive influence, extremely hard worker. So God bless him. I'm happy. This guy's been making half a million bucks, and he's uh, was talking about how he lived in nine different homes in like five years when he moved to Atlanta from Philly um, around the time of junior high. And this guy talks about being so excited that his uh, daughter that will be born, I think later this summer, will be um, in a um, in a good, consistent home, and she'll be able to do whatever she wants to in life. And, uh, boy, it just made you really feel good about this game. There are really good things that can happen, and uh, I really love watching the guy. And two-tone blue. Agree. Couldn't have said it better. I remember when we drafted him. I remember you, Nathan, you and I were watching the draft, and you're like, hey, maybe they'll draft Bayard here. And then, boom, it happened. And it was like, wow. All right. And here I thought you were just rooting for an MTSU guy. I didn't know anything about him. Um, and then, well, you know, here we are today. <laughs> right. But he had 19 interceptions. True. Uh, in college. And, yeah, they, they play in – Conference USA, they also played Alabama, they played whatever, and he played well. And uh, MTSU is a good program, and one or two guys uh, in every class uh, there now are NFL players, and he is the best one in a long time since Kelly Holcomb, and I'm proud for him, but I thought he had the ability to play just because he was such a playmaker on defense, and guess what he's been for us. So love it, love every love every bit of it. Guys, Let's uh, for our listeners, let's talk a little bit just kind of a primer of the offseason. We'll talk about the high points, and then we're going to come with you guys with some what everybody wants this time of year. What are the uh, p- positional strengths, uh, position by position? Uh, who do we have going into camp? Where are they from? And who's going to make this team? Who should we be looking for when we go to practice and when the preseason starts? Who's going to be vying for this or that? And, and who do we need to absolutely step up? So just kind of get you on with – so we don't have any surprises when you start watching preseasons like, wait, who? who is that? So we want to kind of give you some background. But before we do that, we'll spend the rest of this episode just kind of talking about catching you up if, uh, if you haven't been as crazy about the offseason as we have. Um, Landon, what do you think is the single biggest acquisition for this team this offseason? If, ha- if you only had time to tell a, a more casual Titans fan about one thing that happened this offseason, what would you say? Well, with this Lawan news, I think it has to be the signing of Roger Saffold because it was a straight upgrade at left guard. And obviously, when Lawan's back, those two are going to be a great duo on the left side. But even with Lawan gone, that left side still is a lot better than it would have been. I'm sure Mariota and the fans are super happy because if we just had some blood guard with Dennis Kelly, that would be a really rough first four weeks. 
So it looks even better, even though there's no way John Robinson could predicted that Luan would act so stupidly. Yeah, but he he gave Saffold a lot of money, and uh, boy, he, that might save our season uh, because you are absolutely right. Roger Saffold looked great then, and he's absolutely important now. Because uh, no offense to Kevin Pamphil and um, Corey Levin, but if we're trotting those guys out week one at guard, um, wow, that would be mm. scary. Um, no offense to those guys, but um, that's not the way this team is built. They're supposed to be one of them a starter. I think I think Panfield. The more I think about it, and the more I read about it, I think Panfield is the guys that that they want starting um, September eighth against Cleveland. Big fella, your biggest acquisition for this team throughout the offseason. Well, I was going to go with Saffold too, but you know, and um, you know, for the sake of the podcast, I'm going to go with somebody else. Um, I'm going to go with Cameron Wake. I've, for years, I've loved this guy. I remember watching him at Penn State. Um, you know, he's just always been that intimidating player that when I see him, I'm like, all right, that's what the new breed of defensive end or, or outside linebacker looks like. That's, that's, that's what we need. Now, granted, he might not be in his prime right now, but he's still one heck of a player. Um, and, you know, he's going to provide us some veteran leadership that we are now missing with, um, with both Rackpo and Derek Morgan gone. So I think he's going to really bring some tenacity and some leadership to this defense. And I, I really hope it works out. I think we paid him more of an every down. We The contract we gave him is more of an every down player. Um, but I've heard a lot of rumblings that he's going to be more situational. I really want to see him hit the field. I want to see what he can do. I want to finally see him in the two-tone blue. Because like I said, I've been following this guy for a long, long time. And I've always really liked him. And I've always, you know, selfishly, I've wanted him to be a Titan. And now he finally is. Um, so I think he's going to really provide a big boost to our defense. Um, you know, and especially with some of our defensive players like Jeffrey Simmons not starting uh, on the active roster and Jarrell Casey on the PUP list. Um, I think we really need some more veteran leadership. And I think he's going to bring it to us. Uh, I agree. The big thing, guys, is a pass rusher is going to have to step up and be really good for us, for us to be a contender this year. And that's what we're ready for. And so Cameron Wake is going to have to be ageless. The good thing is he did play 500 snaps, snaps for Miami. We think he's 37. He's done. We didn't hear much from him. The guy, you know, played some. He wasn't hurt last year. He didn't play 100 snaps. And uh, it could happen. He could be ageless. Uh, Kamala Correa is going to have to really exceed expectations. Um, Rashawn Evans, he doesn't work with that group a lot. We know about that. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him maybe get in that rotation a little bit, similar to the way that um, the New England Patriots use um, some of their middle linebackers, uh, weirdly. We're going to have to have something kind of out of the box. We're going to have to have somebody step up. And uh, we talked about that on previous uh, – uh, podcast before, but that's just the way that roster sets up. There's a lot of depth, but somebody is just going to have to be uh, really, really good, right? Right. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, I mean, whether it's Cam Wake or whether he, you know, takes Sheree Finch and or um, Harold Landry under his wing and teaches them how to be a premier defensive end or a pass rusher, I, I think, like you said, we need production. I want. I don't care who it is. I'd love it to be Harold Landry, but I want somebody to hit 15 sacks. 
You know, we haven't had that in forever. Uh, the last time I think we had somebody at 10 or more was two years ago Marakpo, uh, with uh, oh, Arakpo. 11. But the last time yeah. we had a 15 plus guy, I would say with a freak, right? Yeah, I, I believe so. Hainsworth might have gotten close, I think. But, but yeah, I mean, Javon Curse, I mean, he's the last one I can think of. But I, I mean, you know, if, if you're going to be a premier team, if you're going to be, if you're going to go deep in the playoffs, if, you need to have that guy who can get to 15. Uh, I mean, <laughs> obviously we'd love 20, but uh, 15 would be uh, amazing. Right. Um, Landry's our best bet for a breakout. Uh, Sharif Finch, um, surprisingly to a lot. He's unknown outside of Nashville, but he could jump on the stage. I was very impressed with him last year, but we'll see what his ceiling is. Uh, guys, um, we had a good offseason. It was solid. You look on ESPN, they, it doesn't matter what what we do, I don't think. We're not going to make a big splash. But if you were to replace our offseason with the Jets, oh, wow, they um, improved their offensive line, and they got this guy, and they got this sleeper in the draft. And I, you know, and I, I actually like that because I don't – you know, who cares? Um, we have a chance. We had a really good, solid offseason – uh, we have a lot of questions. That's fine. But we have uh, a winning record uh, the last three seasons. This is our time to kind of jump. And I feel like we had an appropriate offseason for a team that's trying to get incre- incrementally better. Every time we say something like that, we have to say we know, we understand. comes down to quarterback play. Um, what about Ryan Tannehill, uh, this team? That Them getting serious about backup quarterback I think is also sort of a – um, not not the lead acquisition of the offseason, but certainly very important and sort of shows, John, I think, kind of where their head's at, right? Oh, of course. I mean, they they want Marcus to be the guy. Without a doubt, they want him to be the guy. Um, and, you know, they finally surrounded him with the weapons and they finally given him an adequate backup because, you know, there there is a – I almost want to say there's a 100% chance that, unfortunately, Marcus is going to miss some games this year. and they need somebody who can step up and, you know, win some games. Blaine Gabbert played okay in a couple of spots last year, and he did win some games, but it was more about the defense and the trick plays. You know, he didn't really do a whole lot in that Houston game. Or the Colts game. Right. So, I mean, we need a quarterback who can be, you know, confident back there. And, you know, we don't have to change the playbook up a whole lot um, in order to get that W. And I think Tannehill provides us that. Um, I, we've said it on other podcasts, he is the best backup we've ever had. So I, I think it does signal that we are being serious about this and it's time, it's time to go, Marcus. You know, we all are rooting for you. That's why there's, this is not a competition. The job is yours. We want it to be yours for a very long time. Um, so I, I really hope that the next time we see an extension... I, I really hope it's Marcus, and I hope we we can give him that contract that you know a, a starting franchise quarterback deserves. And you know, it, it it might take getting and winning another playoff game this year. It, it I'm not sure what exactly that mark is going to be, but we need consistent quarterback play. Well said. Another big narrative this off season um, for us. Um, because we understand how important play calling is. Arthur Smith, who has survived, I think, the last four coaches and is a really, really well-respected person um, inside um, 
the organization, but in pretty much unknown outside of it. Arthur Smith's going to get his shot at play calling. In running this offense, he's going to get a lot of latitude from the head coach. Landon, your your thoughts on how big of a, of a deal that is. That's not going to be talked about a lot, but I think our season, and like we were talking about quarterback play, he's not going to be on the field throwing, but I think um, that is a s- super important position, but very important for us this year especially. Yeah, I don't expect anything spectacular out of him, but I expect consistency, carryover, familiarity between him and Mariota because he's been on the team since Mariota was a rookie. So even though Mariota has gone through so many coordinators, Arthur Smith has always been there. And I expect he'll be average at play calling, but like I said, the his main value is he and Marcus have known each other for a while, so they have they have that chemistry going. Well said. If you've been under a rock, guys, we'll give you the highlights. We signed Adam Humphreys from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to be our slot receiver. Roger Saffold, as we mentioned, signed him from the Rams. Kenny Vaccaro, we re-signed him. We're uh, all three of us very happy about that and his play last year. He signed Cameron Wake. Those were our big uh, takes. And then uh, if you were um, uh, in China without Wi-Fi, we uh, we uh, drafted Jeffrey Simmons, 19th overall, d- defensive lineman from Mississippi State. And uh, then we drafted at 51, A.J. Brown, uh, excellent um, versatile receiver from Ole Miss. We also signed Chris Johnson to a one-day contract so he could retire a Titan, um, if you missed that. And uh, that's kind of the highlights just on paper. Um, guys, uh, also, I missed? You can't forget that we are going to retire Steve McNair's jersey this season. Uh, we're going to also retire Eddie George's jersey at the the home opener against the Colts. So I think as much positive juju and momentum and energy that we can get to beat those guys uh, and specifically beat Andrew Luck, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, that's the perfect Absolutely. time to... Beat the freaking Colts. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great? Um, uh, Eddie George, uh, they put him in the rafters and we beat um, Andrew Luck for the first time in, in 12 tries. I ran into Eddie George uh, twice this offseason. Really nice guy. Come over there, shake your hand, talk to you. A guy from Philly. I didn't know that. I thought he was from Ohio. I can't believe I pretend to be a Titans fan. And he uh, didn't take that uh, very well because uh, – Braves were playing the Phillies. I was like, uh, he he was looking over, and I was like, uh, so are, are you a Reds fan or uh, an uh, Indians fan? And he's like, I'm a Phillies fan. I was like, how did you become a – he's like, I'm from Philly. He gave me that look like somebody from Philly would look at you like, <laughs> like you're an idiot. I don't know that look. <laughs> right, because you give that look you're from, <laughs> from the area. So, uh, really nice guy, though. Landon, Landon was with me uh, once. I'm not really a starstruck guy, you know, living in Nashville, but get a really good sense of um, – he lives that life every second, and he's just a really gracious guy. Uh, really proud that uh, someone like that um, is a part of our legacy. I want that so badly, and I want that uh, that day and that moment to be uh, capitalized with us ending that streak. That's week two. That's going to be super exciting. That'll be the f- September 15th, right? Yes, sir. All right, fellas, let's end up on some good news. Um, Maybe we should have had more, but we have two uh, Titans included on the uh, NFL's top 100. Not a bad list, really. I think they put a lot of effort into it. 
these superlatives get on some fans' nerves, but it's just, hey, it's content in the middle of summer, right? So we'll take it. Tell us, John, who and where are the uh, the Titans on that list? Well, actually, they just added a third. Um, so Taylor won. Yeah, I coincidentally, he is number 77 on that list. Um, so he is there. Uh, we have Jarrell Casey at number 92. And we have Derrick Henry at 99. And I'll tell you what, I, I was watching the recap of it. And, of course, they are going to play that 99-yard touchdown run. And I still remember being there, literally lifting Landon into the air as you ran to get your hot chocolate. <laughs> and missed the entire thing. Story of my life. It was incredible. I just remember telling John 10 seconds before the play, what if he just takes it 99 yeah. yards for the touchdown? Right. <laughs> and then he starts to do it. And I'm like, oh, my God. Literally jumping and screaming. And then Landon is in my arms, and we are going nuts. And- so I come back <laughs> up, and I, and I heard something happen, but I didn't know what it was. You know, <laughs> out Outside. Uh, in the concourse, and I walk up, and literally like twenty eyes of people that I think just watch us be ridiculous. Uh, we don't really know. They were like looking at me, like, "Oh man, this guy!" Like they didn't <laughs> have to tell me. And then you guys were like, "Ah!" And what's funny about that is, uh, Landon John was telling me that story yesterday, but he was the one that said, "What if he takes it ninety-nine yards?" But in this narrative, you are so. I think we both said like, it. I'm, I'm sure like, we both said it. Like neither one of you really know what yeah. you said because it was like such a classic moment. It, it, yeah, I mean, it, I'm sure both of us actually said it because. You know, when somebody when you're pinned on the one yard line, what else are you gonna say? <laughs> Man, I hope we get three yards and get some breathing room. No, you, I hope you take it for a touchdown. You know, just because why not? Yeah, um, when you're on the one, right? It's like you're thinking optimistic. It's like I'm I thinking hope we don't get a safety. right. Exactly. So I hope he takes it to the house. I hope Yannick Ngakwe doesn't come around and make us regret it. Like, um, but yeah, so I'm very happy with seeing three of our players on the list. Um, obviously I think Bayard will also be on that list somewhere. Not sure where, um, and maybe some new additions to our team will be on that list too. So maybe Saffold will be on there somewhere. Um, Humphreys maybe as well. Um, so I think we're going to have some good representation on that list. You know, we wouldn't have said Derek Henry, uh, and he's 99 and, and earned and well-deserved. So I think that's an excellent point. Uh, I am full of optimism, and not just because it's a new season, because I think we have potential, and we have potential to uh, have a long season too. But I I choose to believe in the locker room, and even though we had some tough news today, we are somewhat prepared as an organization thanks to some some good, steady organizational work, which we have not been able to say a lot as Titans fans. But uh, three seasons ago or two two off-seasons ago, uh, we traded um, a former second-round pick for Dennis Kelly, and that is, boy, that might save our season early on. Best thing us, DGB ever yeah. did for us. <laughs> yeah. <Right. laughs> that's, that's the perfect way to say that and the perfect way for us to end up. We'll be back with you soon, guys. We're going to get you caught up on this roster heading into training camp. Until then, tighten up. Tighten up. All right, fellas, another Titans talk. Been looking forward to this all day, and then this afternoon. Bad news, Landon. Oh, am I supposed to be saying what's up? Bad news, Landon, as in, yeah, blah, 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 Taylor won. Blah, blah. <laughs> oh, okay. I just didn't want to talk about it or say it. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll try that From again. From the okay? top. All right. I thought you were going to do it. 
That's cool. Just say everybody have their heads up, okay? Fly balls are coming everywhere, guys. <laughs>